So you want to listen to a pretty all right podcast about wrestling, do ya? Well, the natural lad, Jim Swag, has said time and time again that there's only one podcast that's the most decent and the most all right in the industry today. And that's... It's the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. Oh, yeah. There it is. I should have probably had my microphone set up already, and I didn't because I'm an epic fail. However, this episode... It's not going to be an epic fail. This episode, Game Rage Wrestling has finally made it to double fucking digits. Episode 10. As always, I'm Josh. Here today with my broadcast companion, Adam. Howdy. And today, we're going we're gonna to try something. We're going to do some, something a little different today. Yeah. And uh, I think this is going to be a good... A good thing going forward because we're probably going to do a lot. Well, definitely going to do more of these. But basically, we're going to discuss and review matches, and not just the match itself, but the the lead up, the preamble, the storyline, if you will, leading into said matchup. Oh yeah. And so we thought, what better fucking matchup to to do is the first one wait a minute do we actually before i before i reveal what it's gonna be did we actually have anything else to talk about <laughs> were we gonna did, did anything happen this week in in wrestling that was of note uh um wwe live events are happening uh cm punk's first in-ring match was at madison square garden yeah i believe it was sold out uh, they're gonna have an event in Inglewood. What's today? Today's Thursday. What? This twenty eighth. Yeah, Saturday they're having uh, a WWE live event. Oh, at Inglewood in the Forum or whatever it's called. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's CM cool. Punk's supposed to be appearing. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah. I wonder how much tickets are going for that. Not much. No. It's like fifty bucks to sit in nosebleeds. Man, it still seems it still seems like a lot, but yeah, I yeah. guess for what you're getting. Yeah, for you know, getting probably one of the first appearances of CM Punk in his immaculate return. True. Immaculate being the key word because he is a gift. A gift to the world. From from the great one, Jericho. No skate. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the gift of Jericho. The gift of Jericho. Jericho. It's the man. gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I uh and then also, you know, we had to pay for parking too, which, as as we've learned, is is something we don't it's like, like 50, to do. Who, who the fuck knows? It's probably a hundred fucking. It's probably now. fifty to hundred bucks at this point. Yeah, just to park your fucking car for the three hours that you're going to be there for the ticket that you paid. But that. I digress. Uh, yeah. So all right. So so yeah, whatever. Not a lot. Not a lot. I guess has really been happening. Uh, I mean, it is the holiday season, so you know. I mean, I imagine that they're not probably. They weren't pushing oh, that's shit right. too hard because yeah, Monday Night Raw was just a recap <clears throat> of the year. Yeah, so nothing really there. I don't know if we talked about our truth. I hope we did, but 
an update on the R Truth segment, I guess you could say, is that uh, he got jumped by the Judgment Day, and he convinced himself that getting his ass beat was his initiation, <laughs> his, his initiation, yeah. which I thought was fucking great. That uh, instead of just getting regular jumped, he was getting jumped into the gang. That's yeah. that's what he took it as. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that actually leads to him becoming part of the Judgment Day in 2024. I mean, dude. Anytime you can get more R Truth on, of all the things, out of all the fucking returns in the WWE, oh, Randy yeah. Orton, CM Punk, R Truth, probably amongst my favorite, if not my favorite personally, is R Truth coming out, being a shill for fucking Ruffles. And oh, yeah. Lay's products. Um, his multi dimensional powers at this point. Yep. Being part of the audience and also within the WWE <laughs> uh, universe as a, as a wrestler. Yeah. And just. I don't know, man. The way they've been using him, he's been earning his check. I oh, yeah. Say- I mean, I'm telling you, he he. I fully believe and support the theory that he is the new Undertaker. He is the new immortal, like, like undead fucking creature of the WWE. And, yeah. I, and I, I support it, quite frankly, because what? that's just an awesome like, character or whatever you want to call it to be. I don't know if he's basically blurring the line between kayfabe and reality. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what's going on anymore. No, I don't know what's real and what's not. So I'm just going to assume it's all real and kayfabe is a lie. It's all, it's all real. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit. I'm trying to think of anything that happened to AEW. Uh, I don't know if this is actually the case, but they, they've been teasing. Oh man. Roderick strong. One of my favorite fucking moments of the year is Roderick strong starts going fucking charlie charlie day oh. it's always starting with the yeah, court yeah. board and like connecting the dots because you're trying to find out who the devil is yeah yeah so he has this court board with strings and everything it's like oh the devil's mjf all roads lead to fucking mjf is the devil fucking amazing um and then it was review see i don't know if this is samoa joe being the messenger because they didn't technically reveal who the devil was but uh, yeah, I guess Joe was alluding possibly to the fact that he might be the, the devil, devil yeah. uh, in, in a Ra's al Ghul tripe, tri- uh, type, type of, of situation yeah. where it's like a misdirect that he's... But again, it, it's going to have to be at this this pay-per-view that we ultimately find out who's... Yeah, what is that? Is that in January at the... like, Or is it... I don't... I don't remember. I forget. I don't even remember what the paper... Is it... It's at World's End, right? Yeah, that's what it's called now, which I think... Well, because before, man, because they, I think they changed the names on some of the shit. Because before the one at the beginning of the year, I think was called Revolution. That's what it was. It was like AEW Revolution or something like that. And, For New Year's, yeah. And then now it's this one at World's End, which sounds like I or mean, World's End, yeah, yeah, Pirates Caribbean movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if our truth comes out on the AEW pay per view dressed as fucking uh, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> And interdimensionally fucking morphs, but uh, yeah. So that that's I mean yeah that's an interesting storyline that's going on over there in AEW. It'll be great. Least, what is if our truth paid for a ticket to go to AEW oh, man, and they got him on screen? That'd be oh they'd have to. <laughs> Your <laughs> shared universe of AEW. It'll be like the slightest acknowledgement that they WWE is tied to. Yeah, and then he like they could just show him, and he could just do his funny little R Truth wave, and then it'd just be like WWE superstar R Truth. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah, I, I need that <clears throat> in my life. Uh, I saw I saw this meme the other day. It was an R Truth because now I think we should also do 
our truth meme of the week. I think we should also <laughs> meme of the week. All right, because there's there's so many potential candidates, and I I fun well that's not a word, but I ironically enough I saw it on uh, Alexa Bliss's fucking Instagram page somehow popped up in my shit, and it was this video of her, and I think it was Nikki Cross when they were like the women's tag team champions. And they're doing this promo and the fucking boom mic starts like slowly coming into the screen and it like hits her in the head and then it like it goes back up and then she's like the she's like the fuck like and then she goes back to kind of do the thing and then it comes it slowly comes back in the screen and it whacks her in the head again and she's like who the fuck is what's going on here and then they zoom out and it's our truth as the cameraman the or mic the guy. boom mic guy and he's holding the mic and he's like oh I'm sorry, Miss Bliss. And he's it was when he was the 24-7 champion. And he's like, oh, I'm just here trying to blend in, you know, so nobody <laughs> finds me. And then she literally looks at him and then she looks at the camera and she grabs the mic and she says, she says, hey, everybody, our truth is here in the back if you want to get this 24-7 <laughs> title. And then she just drops it and then she walks off and then it just, our truth is just standing there and he's like, oh, no. Nah. And then everybody <laughs> just comes out and starts chasing after him. It was fucking hilarious. That's I said, awesome. man, that's a good one. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my R Truth meme of the week. Nice, fucking right there. Right. Um, but anyways, so yeah, so all right, so any other any other important events taking place right now? Like we said, it's the end of the year. This is usually the two weeks when fucking everybody's kind of just not doing a lot. I mean, shit's not really happening because most people are off, or most uh, you know they're doing the recap for the year so that the you know. The, the the wrestlers can have their fucking you know time with their families. It's like the Superstars. one time of the year. The uh, the the wrestlers. Wrestlers. What do they call them in AEW? Wrestlers. Wrestlers. <laughs> what do they call them in WWE? Superstars. Superstars. But they're still, well, no, sports entertainers. Sports entertainers. Yeah. But that, I guess that's what a superstar is. Well, you. So wait a minute. Now that we're on the subject, is there a hierarchy of wrestler? And is like the bottom tier, and then the middle tier is 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 sports entertainer, and then the top tier superstar. superstar. Like that's a high. Like you know, you made it. You're a superstar. I, I think there's a. What, what would be what would be the word? Is it stigma? Yeah, probably a stigma behind the word wrestler because it seems a it seems, or rather, comes across as carny ish. Yeah, that's true, but. Wrestling is carny shit, man. It, it's all carny shit. It's a traveling circus, real, yeah. Real it's shit. what it is. Uh, sports entertainer is a little bit more classy. Superstar feels like it's kind of trying to emulate sports. Yeah, sports but, in general. But then being bigger than sports, M- NBA superstars, right? Yeah. NBA or MLB all stars, like right, it, ha- yeah. it has that decor yeah. to right, it. Right. Yeah. So when I think of wrestler, it seems like the lowest grade term for a wrestler because it it just uh you know props to Vince McMahon for brainwashing people to convince them that superstar is the way to go it's the but, way to go yeah because I I mean how else are you gonna fucking call these people anything else but wrestlers well that's what they're doing yeah. they're re- they're they are literally professional wrestlers yeah that's that's like that's their job title yeah I mean, shit, when you go into the fucking NXT or you go through, what is it? What is it called? The, the NXT, the system? What not there like a name for it? You mean a fire, farm system? Yeah. What, don't they have like, they have like a name for it. Development get, center? Yeah, development. There the, you go. The, yeah. The, the development When you center. get into like the development center, I mean, your job title just is probably what? Well, independent contractor if you're with the WWE, but yeah. you know, I mean, normal places, it's probably just wrestler. Or, wrestler. 
pro wrestler. I don't know, fucking whatever. Maybe your job title is your gimmick. Also, it's also I don't I don't know if this is also part of the semantics of it or splitting hairs, but wrestler I think is so it it almost plants the idea that there it's it's just about the physicality of it as opposed right. to the mic skills, which yeah. is where I think sports entertainment kinds of or sports entertainer is a, maybe that, a, little, a little bit higher, and then superstar obviously is yeah yeah that's the, your, the you're kind, going the over the top tier, that, that's yeah. tier. You're, well you're doing the wrestling thing and you're taking it to eleven with superstar yeah but I do think that sports entertainer probably is the most accurate description uh-huh. because yes obviously everything that you're doing is very physical but there's more to it than that you're also telling a story you're also an you're also an actor I mean you are yes you're an entertainer you are entertaining people oh. On this note, yeah. Since we are gonna do, so are we gonna announce the what we're actually gonna do the segment? Yeah, when we get to it. All right. So one thing I'd like to do is, so I've seen people talk about feuds and such, yeah. and, and and going over matches and stuff. Right. But I think we should go over promos because that's yep. that's the aspect of wrestling that I also really appreciate is being a great orator to to. Uh, Take a scribe. I don't know. I mean, most of it at this point is probably scripted and not all of it. But I mean, yeah. still, even even taking words that are written on paper and and bringing and them to life, life. Yeah. Yeah. It's still that, that's an art form. You can't some people can't be taught that. And I mean, you could probably spend years trying to learn mic skills, but some people just fucking have it and some people don't. And yeah. uh, I think I think we should. Maybe look at both cases where oh, horrible fucking examples, yeah. which which probably is going to be evident in this segment that we're going to do because I got I got some shit to say about this particular <laughs> segment about yeah, some yeah. some of the things that were said right, right. for promos. I I just I'm not I don't know I couldn't buy into it. But, yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah. If you want to if you want to go ahead and and hype us up for yeah yeah. So uh, as I said earlier, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing this on a regular basis. I think. And every episode will probably have a different, well, no, it's not probably, it'll definitely have a different match or a different feud. And then we're going to obviously examine, because I think that's something that not a lot of other people do. They'll just sit there and watch a match and talk about it, right? Yeah, we're going to do that. But we're also going to go through the lead up to it and discuss basically kind of how it starts and how it got to the point of where it was, and then the promos and everything in between, the matchups that they, that they have in between then. And also, like you had said, I think we're going to have a separate segment that's just maybe focusing on a pro, like promos that aren't related to the match that we're talking about. It's like it'll be another separate segment, I guess. So for, <clears throat> for tonight's match that we're going to be watching we're gonna we're and we'll do we'll do a lot the match itself we will do a lot like a well not a live because you guys aren't listening to this live but we're gonna watch the whole entirety of the match on the episode we're not gonna have the sound on obviously because of copyright reasons but we will we will be watching it and commentating on it and talking about shit and discussing things right and previous to that though we will be going over all the whatchamacallit, um, the preamble, the lead up to it, the storyline, storytelling, all that stuff. Yes, sir. So tonight, our first one that we we decided to do, I think was probably the best choice we could have made for the first fucking one out the gate. And to me, this was this was a feud, this was a matchup that I saw live. I saw it as it was happening. 
This was in 2002. It was peak, peak WWF because it was post WCW, just right post after it. And it really, it really kind of not only scratched an itch that we could, that we never thought we would get to see, but it gave us kind of a a closure to the whole kind of shitty way they did the invasion angle and all that stuff, that whole WCW versus WWF versus ECW, whatever the fuck it was, um, post, you know, Vince buying WCW. And so the match we're talking about, WrestleMania 18, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and the great one, The Rock. So, to start us off, I guess let's go back to the beginning, right? This was probably in, this was around January-ish in 2002. The basic reason why the NWO gets brought back was A, because finally the fat contracts that Turner had written guaranteed to the three of them, being Hogan, Nash, and Hall, were finally expiring. Which was the reason why we never got a lot of guys from WCW that were the big-time guys in the WWF right after the buyout happened. Because they were getting paid to sit at home. They didn't have to come and work for the WWF. As a matter of fact, if they went to work for the WWF, their contract with WCW was null and void, and Turner was off the hook and didn't have to pay it. So a lot of guys didn't want to leave their guaranteed money on the table because they knew the WWF wasn't going to be paying them this much fucking money. Who would? Yeah, exactly. So they said, fuck it, we're going to keep it. So anyway, so their contracts are finally coming up. In storyline, as I said, this is post-invasion angle. So you had Ric Flair be revealed to be the guy who bought all of the WWF shares that Stephanie McMahon and Shane McMahon sold to buy WC to to because that was the whole storyline was that Shane McMahon swooped in and bought WCW before Vince did. That was the whole storyline. He 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 came in and he bought it right beforehand. So while Vince is thinking he's buying this whole thing. Really, Shane McMahon was the one who bought it. And he, him and Stephanie sold all their WWF shares to finance this deal. That's kind of the storyline of how it went. So after that angle is done and they're defeated and the WWF is the last man standing, one fucking Monday Night Raw, you hear, woo, the classic Ric Flair music. He comes out and, he's, and he says he's so excited to be there. And again, this is just context for the, for the audience if they haven't seen this because I feel like we're going to have a lot of Zoomers that are that probably have not seen this fucking match and you got to understand this shit to get behind it so Flair comes out he basically says hey man there was this uh this consortium that bought shane and and stephanie's shares when they sold them to to buy wcw and you know hey that consortium was me so now i'm 50 50 we're partners vince and that and that's the new crisis and so they're leading up to vince and flair having a problem and so vince basically is starting to lose control to flair 
So he does probably, to be honest with you, one of the coolest fucking promos I've seen Vince McMahon do. And this is when he is sitting all night throughout this Raw. He is sitting in this fucking chair. And it's like an office chair. And he's just sitting there. It's got a high back. And he's just sitting there. He's like staring at the camera. And he just keeps going on and saying all this weird, crazy shit. And he's just saying about how, oh, they don't think I have the balls. They don't think I can do it. They don't think I'm going to do it. No, no, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. He's doing one of those. The whole night, it just keeps cutting back and forth. So finally, at the end, the, the tail end, which this is one of the things that I kind of miss about old WWF, older WWF, was they weren't afraid to end the, the show on, on a promo. Nowadays, I feel like we don't get that. I feel like we get some kind of, there's a match or there's something going on generally. But anyways, so Vince basically says he's going to inject poison into the WWF because if anyone's going to kill his creation, it's going to be him. And then he says, it's going to be me. And then he turns around and the whole time he was sitting and staring at you through a mirror. It's fucking, it's a mind fuck when you watch it. And he turns around and then you see him face the camera and on the back of the mirror, it just says on the back of the chair, they just wrote N-W-O. And he goes, it's me and the N-W-O. Like he says, it's just like that. And it's fucking so good. And the next pay-per-view, February, is conveniently called No, no Way, out. Way Out. Being acronym N-W-O. So the set, back, the thing we talk about, set pieces, man. That set was fucking cool as shit. Yeah. They had these two semi-trucks with the fucking things, which that was what the NWO is known for doing, launching people into semi-trucks and shit. So that was kind of cool to fucking see that. And then they had the logo was a stop sign, and then the words were in black except it, it, for... I was going to say, I think it's a Oh, no, it was yield a yield thing. sign. You're yeah. right, yeah, sorry. It was a yield sign. And then the words were in black except for the NWO, and o, which were in white. And it was, it, it was so cool. So... Hogan is introduced. He comes out. Everybody's losing their shit because they're like, wow, we never thought we'd ever see Hulk Hogan in the WWF again. And we also never thought we would see the fucking NWO come to the, w- to the WWF. And yet we're seeing it. And they're they're basically having a, a jolly good time in this promo that they basically, I think they opened the show with, I think they opened the pay-per-view with them coming out and they're just talking about how they're just so excited to be here and they're just like kissing the audience's ass. It's all it's very patronizing. But they're just saying they're so grateful for this opportunity and we're not here to kill the WWF. We want to make it better with better matches and better, you know, feuds and rivalries and that's what we're here to do. Right guys and they're like, "Yeah, what's we're here to do, buddy?" And so that's when you have the first interaction. After this promo, in-ring promo, you have a, their their first backstage promo, and they're just kind of sitting there talking shit and saying stuff. And who does but appear on the screen? The Rock. He shows up, and he starts, you know, interacting with the NWO, right? So Hogan asks him, basically, oh, hey, you know, you think I can get a picture for my kid? And then he goes, oh, man, my kid loves you, whatever. And then he says, and then I forget what what Hogan says, but he makes like a backhanded comment about The Rock. And The Rock's just like, whoa, 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 hold on now. And then like he fucking like holds him and he says, you know, oh, you're coming here. And he's like, you, he's like, you know, you you know, you can take that camera. He's like, you, Razor, because I think, I think Razor Ramon was, or uh, not Razor Ramon, or uh, Scott Hall was holding the thing. And he says, he's like, oh, Razor Ramon, you can take that camera. 
you, Chico, Razor Ramon. He starts doing the fucking little things, yeah. like mocking him. And then he goes, and then he goes, you give it, you give it to that one. You give it to the big one. Big Daddy Cool Diesel. <laughs> like, oh man, so good. And then he says, and then you give it to him, Hogan, the immortal. He starts saying all the shit. And then he says, and he says, it's been, he's like, he's like, Razor Ramon shined it up. Big Daddy's easel turned sideways. Hogan, you can just stick that straight up your candy ass. And it, it was just fucking, the, the audience blows up. It's fucking great. It's an excellent, I thought it was an excellent first encounter. And then The Rock, he leaves. He doesn't even fucking stick around for any kind of anything. He just leaves. And they're just, the three of them are just standing there like, oh man, we just got fucking told. Oh, this is, this is going to be a problem. And so that is the, the true beginning of this feud. And what's funny to me is they pulled this off in less than 60 days. This whole feud was start to finish. It was in February, and then obviously I think that year WrestleMania was in April. So you're, you're looking at it was probably less than 60 days that they did this whole feud. It was probably like more like 45 that this whole feud came to be. And I don't, I don't think it needed a whole lot to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I don't think it did either. I think Hogan and Rock was enough. Enough draw just in and of itself. And so from there we get to the, the next Monday night on Raw. Hogan's out there cutting a promo. Rock shows up. This interaction, this was their first in-ring interaction. And I thought for their first in-ring interaction that this went pretty much perfectly. This was kind of the best way to introduce and get the hype going for this thing because The Rock comes out, starts or starts talking shit. Hogan's basically saying no one's going to challenge him. No one's going to beat him. He's fucking, he's, he's Hulk Hogan. You can't fuck with me. And he's right. You know, he is Hulk Hogan. You can't fuck with him. So The Rock comes out. Obviously, he has some shit to say about it. So he starts talking shit. They kind of go back and forth. And we get to the end where basically The Rock is challenging Hogan to a match. And he's, he says, you know, but you know what? I don't think it's up for us to decide. And he says, we should let the people decide. So then he's like, would you people like to see The Rock or like to see Hulk Hogan go one-on-one with the great one at WrestleMania, and then everybody loses their shit, and he's like, oh, God, sorry. God. Oh, no, go, yeah, keep oh, going. Oh, yeah, everybody loses their shit. I thought you raised your hand to say something. Oh, I do. I do actually have something to say, but I'll let you. Yeah, yeah. So he goes on to say that. Hogan's Hogan's looking around. He finally says, you know what? Yeah, yes. And then they, they it was kind of awkward the way he said yes, to, though, but then they shake hands, and then he says, hey, Rock, good luck. You're going to need it. And then... He starts walking away, and then The Rock still holds onto his hand, and he fucking pulls him in a little bit closer. And the pulling in of the closeness was a little awkward when he first pulled him in. It was like, it was Hogan almost tripped, I think, and it was just kind of stumbly. But it's The Rock and Hogan, so obviously they recover from that. And then The Rock just gets him closer, and he says, not as much as you. And then he pulls him even closer. Brother fucking straight up throws his arm over rock bottoms and fucking straight to hell and thus now the feud has officially kicked off mm. anyways you were you were gonna say all right so what was interesting about this interaction i think both of them know how to play to a crowd because uh when they're talking about when they're teasing the match right they both respectively pause and look yeah to the crowd. right on multiple occasions. i think yes. it's like three separate occasions yeah. they look you know to both sides and uh i, I think I think that's, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a credit to both of them that they know to let those moments breathe and just yeah. like let let the crowd get into it. Um, and also, I thought it was a, 
interesting twist to have The Rock, because you would say he, he's probably facing this this feud, right? Because Holly yeah. Hogan is, 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 is the, the heel. heel. Right. So it was a bit of a surprise that they started it with him rock bottoming at the end of the segment to have Hogan get rock bottom at the end. That that was kind of, I don't know if it was a strange choice, but it was an interesting choice nonetheless coming from a face. Right. Well, I also think that they were still very hot and heavy off of basically the rock being kind of the an anti-hero, kind of like Stone Cold was. So I think that the rules are a little bit different with how you can get what you can get away with yeah. in terms of what the audience will go for. That's yes, by all means, that is kind of a shady, underhanded maneuver, right? So then that kind of would imply, oh, he's the bad guy. But because it's The Rock and he's kind of, you know, an anti-hero, he's taking on the bad guys, but he's using bad guy, bad guy tactics to take on the bad guys. So then it's acceptable, I guess. Yeah. And uh I believe in this same Monday Night Raw, uh-huh. NWO kicked the Rock's ass with. Uh, I think they beat his ass with the hammer, hit him yeah. in the back of the head. I think uh, it was a ball peen. Was it a ball peen hammer? Was it actually? Yeah. What it was yeah. And then that ends up putting the Rock in an ambulance. Yeah. And uh, and then we that leads us to the segment with the the NWO the backstage segment, and we have. Hogan fucking a co- procuring a fucking semi truck in in such a <laughs> in such rapid succession. How convenient! Yeah, that there was an easily stealable semi truck just waiting with the keys in it. Yeah, black too, by the way. Yes, can be <laughs> conveniently. Yeah. So go ahead. So so yeah. So Hogan um he rolls up with this fucking this this they they, they cut off the ambulance and he rolls up with the semi truck. He's like, hey guys, look, I got me a semi truck, and and then Hall and Nash are just, oh man, yeah, and they're like, that's so cool, man, and he's like, hey, I think I should, I think I should ram this ambulance, and so then they're like, yeah, yeah, do it, and so they're cheering him on, cheering him on, and man, it clearly wasn't Hogan driving the fucking semi truck because they, after he does the promo where he's sitting in the driver's seat, he starts he starts doing this thing where he's gonna shift it into gear, and I think he fucked it up. And it it doesn't go. And so because with semi trucks, there's like a specific way you have to do it. Yeah, I think you have like two pedals. For right. Yeah. For the clutch. It's like really it's really weird. Yeah. So obviously he probably wasn't used to doing that. So I think he fucked it up. So then he rolls the window up because the windows are tinted. And then I, there must have been a dude in there that knows how to drive the semi truck that so was he, in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah. So then it's like a couple seconds, a couple, well, maybe like 30 seconds goes by. And then finally it starts moving and you're like, oh, OK, the guy that's really driving got in there. So then fucking just rams this ambulance rams it throws it in reverse backs up rams it again and does this for a succession of like two more times then hogan rolls the window back down and then he's like oh yeah guys yeah and then they get out and they're like high-fiving and kevin nash and, and goes up to the ambulance and i think he's the first one that looks in he puts his hands above his head and he looks in like you know when you're looking into a car window he looks in there, <clears throat> and then he just looks back at them with this look of absolute, utter terror and disbelief. And he's just like, "You guys, you guys, got you guys, gotta go. You guys, look, you guys, you guys, you guys, look what we did. Look what we did." And so then Hall and Hogan go up to the thing, and they both look in there, 
And then they all three look at each other with this horrified look on, on their face. And they're looking around. And Hogan literally just says, guys, we got to get out of here. And then they fucking just run to this awaiting Lincoln Town car, also black. And they get in and they just peel the fuck out. And they're gone. They're out. And this, that segment was, was funny. And additionally, one of the things that I also really enjoyed about the segment was that they kept the announcer mics on. So the whole time, Jim Ross is saying, No, you don't do it, you son of a bitch. Oh, you, you're going to burn in hell for doing this, you son of a bitch. That's, a, that's an innocent man. He's defenseless in this ambulance. And then Jerry Lawler going, Ha, well, you know, that's what he gets. He shouldn't <laughs> have, I don't know why I'm doing Mickey Mouse for Jerry Lawler, but you know, he's, he's like, Oh, well, that's what he gets. He shouldn't have been he shouldn't have been fucking with the NWO. That's it. You get what you pay for. You know, he's just making jokes and cracking jokes about it. And then, you know, that was going on the whole time. And then and then JR's yelling, There get some help back there immediately. Good God almighty, he may be broken in half. Yeah, uh, so I love the absurdity of wrestling sometimes. Yeah. That this is a place where domestic violence is encouraged. <laughs> workplace violence is yeah, encouraged. Workplace violence. You can commit murder if you want to. Yeah. Uh, in this particular ca- case, it was probably vehic- vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. Uh, with the semi truck. and Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was just completely astonished at. Yeah, why not? Fucking let's. Uh, <laughs> the natural escalation from the rock. Rock bottoming, yeah, uh, Hogan. Hulk Hogan is all right. I, I guess I can understand hitting, him, getting you know, hit in the back of the head with a hammer. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you I, know what? You get what you deserve. You fucked with Hogan. Now you're gonna get hit in the back of the head with a hammer. Yeah, I mean, and I then, guess. and then it it goes a leapfrog, <laughs> a quantum leap. And like, yeah, you know what? Let's murder let's this guy. Kill this son of a bitch. You know, <laughs> let's not only let's not only fucking end his career. Let's end his life. Yeah. And so that, this is the first. In, well, technically, yeah, it's, it's like the all, first. It's like the first physical altercation, I guess, really, is what yeah. you, you could kind of say it as. So pretty much after this, I mean, if I had to make my own assessment, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, this was these were the high spots for this. This uh, started off hot. Yeah, yeah, it did. It started off hot. And then we move into. Smackdown. Well, Smackdown's next. OK, well, I this part was also funny when. When basically they're saying over and the, the announcers are saying that essentially the DA is not going to press charges as long as the NWO comes out and reads an apology letter. So they almost kill a dude by ramming his ambulance with a semi truck. They also destroyed government property, which was the ambulance fucking itself because it belonged to that county or whatever they were in. Yeah. And they destroyed some guy's semi truck, too. So. <laughs> they've they've committed a litany of felonies here <laughs> yeah. and the the local district attorney his answer is you know what as long as they go out on television and read an apology and really sound like they mean it yeah we won't we won't file any charges yeah which again leads back to what you were saying about the absurdity of wrestling and how it's this is why i love fucking wrestling because it's so absurd and great it's just it's so good so they come out and man, they're like basically. This is SmackDown, by yeah, the way. Yeah, this is on SmackDown. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is transitioning into SmackDown. Right, and so they come out and they're walking out, and it is they're just fucking. They look just so somber, and I mean, fuck, they should have been wearing ties and shit. Like that would have been awesome. 
So they come out and they're just slowly just, you know, they just look very fucking apologetic. And so Kevin Nash is reading a prepared fucking statement, basically saying about how we regret the decisions that we made. And, you know, we're just, gosh, gee golly, we're just so sorry. And, you know, this will never happen again. And, you know, we, we will we will make sure that in the future these things are these things are held in a different you know manner so they do this hilarious apology and then that kind of leads into next what i'm what i'm i think is next if my memory serves correct is the cardboard cutout incident right no the there's next, one there's one, one piece before that, What's that? What, what so is that? stone cold comes out and, oh yeah okay, and uh, yeah yeah so stone cold comes out and basically has beef with scott hall because he interrupted his match for the undisputed title uh, cause now the NWO have their hands in a lot of pies as far as the WWE. Well, I guess technically these two things, but yeah. Uh, so then he comes out with the tire iron and starts whipping their asses and, and, uh, that's more or less it. What happens on SmackDown. Then this leads to the next week, which is raw with Hogan, Hogan cutting a promo against a cardboard rock. And presumably, um, the rock is still injured from, Getting no. fucking hit by an, <laughs> getting uh, hit by a, se- a literal semi truck. Yeah. So in kayfabe, he's yeah, he's still injured. He's in the hospital, as they say. So, um, yeah, the apology happens and and all that stuff. So that if you want to, okay. So then with the cardboard cutout, this is the cardboard cutout incident. So Hogan's backstage. This is a backstage promo. They put a towel on the motherfucker. Like I don't know why they put a towel on the cardboard. Like it's supposed to sell us on that. This is this is the rock. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know why they went the extra mile to put a towel. I on. do have to say, I do appreciate yeah. that they did that. And when I when I was watching this live back when it was happening in fucking two thousand and two, when I was like, I don't know, fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, somewhere around there, I thought it was great. I thought this was the this was the best shit I had ever seen. This was groundbreaking material here, and it was just so good. Now, watching it back twenty fucking one years later, and then being a grown ass man now, <laughs> this was really garbage. The way Hogan is addressing a cardboard cutout of The Rock. It's it's like he's being condescending, but it's to the cardboard. So who who cares? And I told you this earlier, and I I, I think it still applies. But I, Hogan was basically channeling the villain energy that he was using in fucking uh, Three Ninjas High Noon at fucking Mega Mountain or whatever whatever the one whatever the Three Ninjas movie that Hogan was in. I think that's what it was called. That he was the main bad guy. And he was literally doing these like 80s or like late 80s, early 90s campy villain fucking, you know, chuckling to himself and fucking, you know, talking to this cardboard cutout like it's a teenager that he's about to fight at an amusement park. And it was not good. It the From the execution, and again, I don't know if that's maybe what they were going for. Maybe they were going for this. I, who the fuck knows? But the execution by Hogan was not good, and the right the lines were not good either. the The lines were pretty bad, and it was basically just cancer all the way around. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there was hints or pieces that were decent, and it was just simply, and this probably could have been the angle that they ran with the entire time. Like this could have been the lines he would have repeated consistently throughout every promo leading up to the match yeah. was that the rock, like 
I don't know if it was this promo specifically, but it was something akin to this. Right. Where he was saying that everybody, everybody that has faced Hulkamania has fallen. Andre right. the and then he, he, I think he led with Andre the Giant. Yeah. And then he talked about uh, the Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Macho Man. Like everybody has fallen to him, which was great because then it, it just sets the precedent that he's unbeatable. Yeah. And that and the Rock is next. The Rock, the Rock is not gonna. He's never gonna reach the status of Hulkamania. Right. And uh, I thought if they ran with that, if that was worded differently for the future promos, it would have been alright. But basically, this promo was unsalvageable. Yeah, uh, I I think from the get go, and then the, just... the, to seal off probably how bad this promo was was, uh, he rips his shirt off and he break he breaks the <laughs> he, the last lines he says he he looks at the camera and rips his shirt and it was just so campy and stupid that I yeah I just I was not a fan of it at all. Yeah, and honestly, I had even I had fucking forgotten that this even happened. To be honest with you, when I when when I watched the video of all the the shit leading up to it, I just said, "God damn, I don't I don't remember this at all." And this, you maybe I blocked it from my fucking memory because it was so bad even back then. I thought, but man, I you know, back then I was I'm sure I was just eating all this shit up, just saying, "Oh man, this is the greatest shit ever." And really, it probably this this at least this section was 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 not good. Yeah. So, okay, so we have the cardboard cutout incident. Then where do we go from there? Okay, so then <laughs> I think there was just kind of a brief segment with uh, on SmackDown. Mm. Steve Austin and Scott Hall beef after Hall attacks Austin's knee. Hogan states that Austin is in no position to be a threat. And uh, so they're cutting a promo on the ramp and yeah. telling Austin that he's, no, he's in no position to fight. Not only because he fucked up his knee, but also he's it's three against one. So he's like, I don't need to yeah. be. So then uh, I think this leads to another SmackDown. So there, I don't think there was a Raw in between this SmackDown and the, the, the one that we're going to currently talk about. Hulk Hogan. So this is a backstage segment where Hulk Hogan talks about being excited for his match against The Rock. And yeah, this to me was kind of the the tell on and maybe this is just hindsight or looking back retrospectively because eventually in the match uh in wrestlemania uh 18 there, there there's a moment where hulk hogan starts kind of winning over the crowd and he transitioned over to being more of a face character yeah. or whatever but there was something about hulk hogan being jubilant about wrestling against the rock like he's He's facing an opponent that is worthy of his name, his his stature. And I don't know. I felt like that was kind of a signifier that maybe there was a potential. Because even Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are looking at him like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, like, why why, why are you being such a puss? <laughs> like, uh, so let's see. Do you want me to kind of list off some things or? Yeah, just go th- get us to the, get us to the match. Get us to the, to the lead up, the rest of the lead up to the match. Okay. So, so they have a lottery. I don't know why they have, this is so fucking random, but, uh, Scott Hall has this in a backstage set, set backstage segment with Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan, and they're trying to find out who's going to be his match. And it turns out to be the rock. So, The Rock returns. Um, let's see. Rock was... Ex- so then The Rock returns. He cuts a promo and he's 
he said he was initially excited for the rock to be or rather hulk hogan to be back but then he was idolizing who hulk hogan was in the past versus what he actually is now right yeah and um he let his guard down and that's why he got got his ass whooped because you know he he's no longer the hulkamania he's hollywood hogan right yeah and uh let's see Mm. Uh, fuck. So this is Hulk Hogan and NW arrived. Yeah, doesn't want to finish the feud on SmackDown. Rock says, "Okay, so this is a fucking be- in the exchange between NWO and The Rock." He says, "Who knew someone with twenty-four inch pythons?" Had half inch testicles, which I oh, thought. Oh yeah, yeah, that's such that a great fucking, fucking great line, line, man. That's such a great line. Uh, and then Scott Hall opens. Scott Hall's opponent is The Rock. Hawk, Hall versus Rock. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, this this leads into the SmackDown with uh, what eventually becomes a triple, not a triple threat match, a handicap match between Stone Cold and The Rock versus the NWO and. Uh, Shit, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm trying not to like look at my notes here, but uh, yeah. So then, eventually, that turns into a match between The Rock and Stone Cold versus uh, the NWO. NWO, and uh, this is kind of a cool segment because it kind of teaches teases teases the match, and it doesn't give you everything you want. Obviously they're saving the best stuff for, yeah, for the, for the WrestleMania, for the main, I mean, you know, for the main course, yeah. which will be WrestleMania 18 and, uh, shit. I don't know if there's anything else to add besides, let's see. So there's a raw that happens afterward. Hulk and NWO have a backstage segment. Hulk decided for his match against, uh, the rock and Scott Hall, you know, finally finds out that he's going to be facing, uh, Steve Austin against uh, yeah, yeah, yeah they're gonna make the match happen uh let's see okay so I did make a mistake so to wrap this all up Hogan does promo before Wrestlemania 18 and this is the part where he mentions that uh everybody that has faced Hulk Hogan has fallen that's you know Andre the Giant Ultimate Warrior right yeah yeah Macho Man Randy Savage and then yeah, I mean that's more or less. It. So, so then, yeah. yeah, so then that's like the go home right before the that's like the go home raw right before WrestleMania when he cuts his promo basically, right? Or this is SmackDown. So this Smackdown. Is SmackDown. So the, yeah, so it's SmackDown literally before the Friday before WrestleMania. Yeah. And so he he cuts this promo and that's the go home show right before the fucking WrestleMania itself to to garner as much hype as you possibly can. And uh, yeah, I thought that promo was good. I th- I liked it. I thought it was it really hit the nail on the head. One of my favorite. Okay, so uh, this doesn't have to do anything with either Rock or or, uh, or Hogan or Hogan particularly. But there was so something that's kind of nice is looking back and seeing what audience signs were. Oh yeah, yeah. And one of the best ones that I I happened to catch off the corner of my eye was uh, the sign that says egomania is running wild oh man <laughs> i i don't know why i like that one so That's much but, funny. but it's still yeah it was uh one that st- stood out to me but uh yeah so then we kind of <laughs> that leads us to wrestlemania itself with the match um 
So how, how are we going to do this? All right. So what I was thinking is we can. Do we need to pay attention to like anything that because is there anything memorable they actually say to one another, like verbalize in the match? Well, what I was thinking is, is I don't know if they do or not, but what I was thinking, it would still be nice to hear the commentary like we can hear the commentary, mm-hmm. right? Um, because theoretically, whoever's going to be watching this along with the watch along, I guess, with us, yeah. they're going to mute it. So then we're the commentary. So okay, it right, would yeah. be nice to be able to just hear what they're saying. We can say, oh, yeah, this is when JR said this fucking hilarious line or whatever. Right, okay. And so what I'm thinking we're going to do is we're going to give a timestamp of where we're at. So right now you can queue up your old Peacock network. The cock. You can you can queue up your cock and you can go to the WrestleMania page and go to season 18, episode one, which is WrestleMania 18. And go to two hours, 25 minutes and 46 fucking seconds. And that's you'll if you go to that spot, you'll see Molly Holly dead on the floor and a referee. All right. <laughs> but it's fading out. So okay. literally the next thing is going to be the the beginning of this Hogan and Rock deal that's gonna come up. So let me go. I got I gotta go. I'm gonna have to pause it for a second. But no one's there. You're, you people aren't gonna notice this, but I gotta get another headphone set for Adam and then I gotta get the little thing so we can fucking both hear it. Okay. If you want to do that. So all right. So hang on. Let me let me do that. So you you people will not know this. You'll you'll notice no difference, but I'll be right back. Okay, so now we're back. Can I, can I dial back mine? Yeah, what uh oh shit, that is loud. All right. Uh wait, this one's this one's yours. Testing. Testing, testing. Go back, go back, go back up. Testing. Testing. More. Testing. 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 All right, that seems That's good. good. That seems good enough. All right, I'll just put mine at the same fucking level. Okay, so now we're gonna be able to hear it, but they're not gonna hear it on the recording. So here we go. So cue up your fucking cock to two hours, twenty five minutes, and forty six fucking seconds, and we're gonna go play. I'll give you. I'll get you know. Well, you can pause it once I say that. Two hours, twenty five minutes, and forty six seconds. You can pause it now if you need to cue it up. Okay. So for those of you who are ready and good to go. We're going to do a countdown to hitting play. So we're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. All right. So there we go. So Jesus, that's loud. All right. So now here is the promo. I, I got to say, I miss the motion graphics when they, oh, yeah. it, it was like a 15 you know, it's not even 15 seconds, but it's like three seconds where they're they're actually moving. Yeah. That's, and, then, and then it turns into a freeze frame. Like, they don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, I know, man. That that was fucking cool as shit. So now here we go. We're seeing Hogan. He's he's doing the the promo that we talked about. I also miss the... the I mean, I don't know. They still do this well, the, the, the video packages leading into it. They still fucking do it great. But, yeah. Dude, okay, so this... The video packages for this kind of uh sell how big the moment is because okay so hogan's been away for i don't know how many years at this point but then bringing back the old catalog or library of videos going back to like wrestlemania what was it nine uh well yeah that was the last one but i mean they showed wrestlemania three wrestlemania i mean hulk hogan was part of every well wrestlemania one yeah you know? so it's just like the entire legacy of wrestlemania right, well yeah. just hulk hogan being part of the wwf and then uh, yeah, it just kind of sells you on the moment because if you weren't kind of sold on this match already, these video packages probably did the job for you, I think. You oh, yeah. Like, if you hadn't even watched 
Raw or SmackDown leading into this match, if you watch this, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm psyched for this. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, what's funny is that's one of the things now watching wrestling where when we would watch pay-per-views and stuff and we wouldn't really watch Raws and SmackDowns, they do such a good job of recapping the feud that you don't even really almost need to watch it. You you could just watch this shit at the beginning of the match. I, I used to stay up at like two in the morning to watch Afterburn because they oh, used yeah. to show it on UPN uh, <clears throat> to catch to catch up on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. So I'd get everything in like thirty minutes, like that was important, which is probably good because it. I mean, w- watching two hours of two or three hours. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess five hours of fucking wrestling. Yeah, or back four, then, yeah. four or five well, hours of wrestling. Well, really, it was two. It was two hours and two hours. It was four because Raw hours, and right. SmackDown was okay. two hours each. But yeah, fucking. Oh, there we go. There was the rock bottom just now. But so, yeah, one of the shows I used to watch back in the late well mid to late 90s was that there's a show called live wire and it was it was wwf shows wwf was on saturday mornings and it would literally just be a recap show for what happened in the week so they would do monday night raw well they only had raw they didn't have smackdown yet back then when this show was on but it would just be a recap of raw and then the they had a sunday show that was wwf superstars and so they would recap that and then they would hype the upcoming show, which was later that night when they started doing WWF Saturday Night Shotgun, which I wish they would fucking bring some shit like that back or at least put those episodes on the fucking cock because, man, th- those were some fucking great things. They, they'd be in malls. They'd be like all these weird places. There'd be like elevator matches and shit or like uh, escalator matches. But anyways, that's what that show would do. It would hype up this fucking show that was going to happen that night and then they would hype up the next episode of superstars which is on sunday and then if there was something going to happen on raw and it was also like a call-in show too so people would call in and you could you know fucking i mean i don't know if it was actually ever real to me i probably wasn't it was probably just they had their own guys doing it but oh yeah here we go all right so now they're doing the nwo entrance man they, i just i just fucking love that with the way that it goes in and out at the beginning to the film grain, and then it fucking just then the, the screen deteriorates, and then it goes black and white, and it turns like it goes from I imagine twenty four frames to twelve. Oh yeah, frames. it's like a twelve. It's like a maybe an eight. It's fucking low <laughs> right now. It's but that's what gives it this aesthetic and what makes it look so good. All right, so him because he's wearing the that fluff shit, whatever the fuck. Yeah, the boas. Do you think? Do you think that was also possible? Because he had he done that before when it came to matches in WCW where he would wear that or was he just strictly, you know, his NWO shirt and that was it. No, I think he had done that previously or a version of it. It wasn't, I don't think it was like to this extreme cause there's, yeah. he's wearing like eight of them or whatever. I mean, but it's WrestleMania. So if you're also, wearing bows, you got to worry. This is a great, the, the stage pieces for the entrance oh, with like yeah. the scaffolds and everything. Yeah. It's fucking great. It is fucking great. And then they got the the screen right behind it. And then there's all these other all those other screens all the way around, man. It's just so cool. And then obviously the WrestleMania is always the long fucking walk to the ring. It's always this 900 foot fucking ramp that that gets you from the entryway down to the ring. And that's one of the things I really love about WrestleMania. And now that they've been doing it in legitimate stadiums. It's it's like a mile and a half long to get to the fucking ring, and I think that's some of the coolest shit ever. I love that. That's yeah. like a f- fucking favorite and of for mine. For the Undertaker, that's twice the amount. Oh man, twice the amount to take, 
twice the distance and twice the amount of time to get there because he walks so goddamn slow. Oh, yeah. It, it takes him fucking uh, 35 minutes to get down to the ring if uh, if it's fucking long enough. Which was ri- which is why they started doing that thing where they would put him like it looked like he was floating and they would put the, the fog. But anyways, but yeah. Yeah, they're doing the guitar. Oh, man, that's the shirt rip. Fuck the yeah. audience is already fucking in. Like, they're already all in on Hogan, it sounds like. I mean, they're just cheering the shit out of him. Got that nice hot dog texture oh, we all love on man. his fucking skin color. Yeah, dude. Tan as fuck. Tan. It, I mean, that is the... See, he's already over, dude. Oh, this yeah. is so weird. Yeah, I mean, they're just losing their shit. And then watch. We're probably going to hear... Like, look, he's smiling. Yeah, oh, he man. loves it. We're probably going to hear... Um, I think they I, boo when The Rock comes wh- wh- out. Wh- what do you think is going on in his mind? He's like, oh, shit, dude, I'm back here once more. And it's like, it feels so And he's back at WrestleMania, dude. Well, and he's also in Toronto in the Sky Dome, which was fucking one of his. Well, there was the last WrestleMania that I think, oh, I don't know which WrestleMania it was. I think it was six prior to this that had been also in Canada in the, in the Sky Dome. And shit, that this, was the last time he was there. This to me is like The Rock. Maybe it's just because of the cameras, but. This to me is like his leanest form because you know, like oh, yeah. back in the late nineties or yeah, he was a little, late, he was a little, he was a little, he was a little, a little chunky, a little chunky. Yeah, he's a little, yeah. But then he got on the right combination of the gas, and then now he leaned out for this for this run in the early two thousands. And this I think is, I, I think he looks the best. Like here. I agree, yeah. I think this is peak fucking physicality of what the Rock should look like. Uh-huh. And I when I when I saw when I watched the because you know I hadn't fucking watched these in for in forever probably probably 15 years it was weird to see the rock not in his current state as this giant fucking swole fucking meat i mean head. yeah like a the meathead rock and and i don't i don't honestly i don't like the rock now like i don't like that man i like this rock better i like the rock better yeah this fucking guy early 2000s fucking chap uh <laughs> rock with the chap pants, the chap. Yeah, the, yeah, the the assless, the, like, assless chaps. chaps with the fucking. Then he was when he was a heel. When he was heel rock, yeah, that was fucking so singing songs in the middle of the ring. Ironically, the Rock became Hollywood. Yeah, that's rock. true. Right after, <laughs> like right after this, like yeah. the next year, he was fucking Hollywood Rock. Yeah. And so now here they are. This is where the this, this is so good, dude. Like yeah. the, the ambience is it's it's like it makes the moment feel epic. It does, man, because the audience is losing their fucking mind right now. Oh, here we go. There's a D's nuts sign. (laughs) (laughs) People haven't changed. No, man. They have not. And then they're fucking just staring each other down. Haven't even gotten the bell going. They're like staring at each other. This is great, dude. This is. That's that same sign from the fucking promos that they did from the 80s with with WrestleMania, man. That's cool as shit. Do you think this is supposed to be an homage to WrestleMania with Andre the Giant? Like they're trying to add that allure or not not the allure but the kind of that same atmosphere of them like staring see they did this at the at the beginning of the of the feud like right yes they did this exact same thing but but this is all like to me i don't know if it's like a nod to andre well they're kind of meeting on eye level but yeah they're trying to to me oh so good dude oh yeah oh yeah and now they're talking shit yeah and there's mike kyota a fucking young a young spry Mike Kyoto from 20 years ago. Yeah. Refereeing this match. Man, what would what must have that been like for him, man? This was fucking It's gotta be a highlight of his career. Yeah, man. To fucking be the guy that gets to call and, and ref fucking Hogan versus Rock. And so, yeah, so I mean they're starting off with with the slow. with your slow. I mean, and again, 
they're they're really well hogan's a power wrestler look at that the audience losing their mind hogan just threw him from the call oh now he's posing yeah and the audience loves it they're just eating it up i mean look at how happy look at how he's i don't think he expected this legitimately yeah but these canadians they love them some fucking hulk hogan oh now he's giving him the fucking just bring it rock and then the audience is oh eating it up and now they're gonna go back to the collar and elbow tie up all right side headlock there <clears throat> and you, okay like right there you he just put him in a fucking headlock okay a move that's never really ever been a sub, never nobody submitted to a headlock all right a standing headlock and hogan yells the, at the referee ask him ask him like ask him if he gives up yeah yeah you know they that just he, started yeah, the fucking they match. just started the match and you can see Man, this oh, is yeah. peak fucking Hogan, man. The the fucking posing. Oh, he's oh. he's going for the yep. He's going for each side of the yeah, ropes. He's, he's, he's like doing, he's doing he's calling ear, for he's it, calling yeah. for the, with doing the hand flip to the yeah. ear, and they're loving it up. And this this is this is how this match was was good and wasn't completely terrible is because they're not really actually wrestling that much. It's it's all a shit ton of crowd work. Here we go. It, it's now fanfare. Yeah. It's all it's all the hype. This is the hype realized. And it this is professional wrestling. This is Flex, sports fl- fucking entertainment right flexes here. Flexes pectoral muscles. Yeah. Oh man, that is just and again, you can you can tell the way Hogan is just the way his posture is right now and the way he's kind of just moving about, you can tell he's fucked up. Like he is not doing great. His his back's probably fucking killing him. It looks like both of his knees are about to explode. <laughs> um fucking you know just just that little run that he just did right there looks like it fucking hurts but you know he can't fucking feel anything because all he is is his body is electricity right now because he feels this adrenaline crowd man ah and there he's gonna go oh it goes for a little kind of stiff yeah it's 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 very stiff yeah whatever that cross body he kind of he kind of sold it early yeah yeah he did he sold it a little too early but yeah that was and now the the fucking bandana has come off, giving them the respect. Yep. Now they're on equal footing psychologically. Yep. There he goes. The Rock's giving him the bring it. And now, I mean, the whole, the crowd booed when the when the Rock fucking came ahead of that fucking. Oh, there goes Hogan shoving him. I I, I need to get one of those fucking those just bring it foam hands, man. I gotta find one on eBay and fucking <laughs> buy it because I I need that. Okay, oh. he, see, he, <coughs> I think he was looking for, uh, he was looking for a third slap or a third. Yeah, because he was, third, he yeah. was bracing for it, but yeah. then the rock went back and spit in his hand, which it didn't, a, it didn't look terrible. It didn't no, look it didn't. It didn't look terrible. I think they fucking, again, they so far, yeah, they played it off. And I, obviously that just goes to the experience of fucking Hogan and the rock. I mean, yeah. But yeah, that's a move that I miss fucking seeing is that fucking going back and spitting in the fucking hand and then yeah. fucking punching somebody. Oh, yeah. man. And see, again, we're, we're doing a lot of very slow, methodical power wrestling maneuvers because realistically, that's what Hogan can kind of do physically. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's he's right here. I think he's in his 50s. And Ooh, no rock, rock bottom. bottom. Nope, denied. 
And now the crowd's just cheering their ass off. Man, that is the, that is the, the peak Hogan hot dog texture skin, man. It is just leathery. Yeah. <laughs> the running elbow. Oh, yeah, there it was. The running elbow. And, he, you know, what was cool about the way that they, they switched to these angles, man, is they caught it just as it is like the tip of his elbow was hitting, passing the rock's head. So it really did look like he fucking clocked him. Dropped a couple elbows and... Rubbed his boot against his face. Oh yeah, adding the insult to injury, man. Oh man, that skull, that skull is looking great. Yeah, that skull it is pretty, pretty fucking great. I love the boots with his fucking face on the side. That's yeah. just so fucking heelish, man. I love it. Clothesline. I mean, and he's he's keeping up with the Rock. He's following him into the fucking turnbuckles. I mean, you know, he's he can he can turn on the Jets for for a short burst. You know, he's still yeah. what is that? Oh, he still got it. You know. I don't know what that was. I don't was. know what that, the fuck. That, I, think, that, I think he was. I think he was expecting the Rock to come at him, and he was gonna go for the leg, the the big boot. But then when the Rock didn't come, he just kind of didn't know what to do. So he <laughs> yeah. just he's like, I'll just go for the gut. <laughs> the Ooh. weird spine buster, that was a or weird, not even spine buster, but like a, a spear. Uh, spear. Yeah. I mean, dude, at this point, I mean, Hogan probably weighs three hundred and fucking what fifty or think? some shit like that. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's solid though. He's. Yeah, I mean. I mean, because Hogan's like six foot four, I think, or six foot five, even maybe. Mm. And, you know, he's solid muscle for the most part. There he goes. He was yelling at the referee, clapping the fuck in his hands, telling him to clap the fuck. Count faster, you bitch. Mike Kyoto. Come on. What's wrong with you? It's this Hulk Hogan you're talking about here. Oh, here he goes. You can see the rock's ass tan. Man, that seemed very unnecessary grabbing his ass like that. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. I never I never noticed that before. Yeah, he's got him stretched out. Oh yeah. Oh, and here we go. This is when uh when you get to fucking crazy uh crazy electrocution Hogan when when it looks like he's getting electrocuted with uh, his hair drying out. Small package. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that was a an attempt at a small package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dude, he's, he, I mean, he's in his uh, twilight years at this oh, yeah. point, so it's like, you'll take what you can get. <laughs> and, and I mean, he's still in there wrestling in front of 75,000 fucking people, you know? This is kind of like an odd choice. I don't know, because, uh, I mean, how often do you see somebody claw at somebody's back well, as, as a move? Not really at all, ever. But again, when you're trying to keep the move set to power moves, and you basically just been throwing punches and clotheslines and boots this whole time. Yeah, you so need to you change gotta, it up a little yeah, variety. So the, and it is it does come across as heelish, so it does. Oh, now he's biting him. He's he's, yeah. he's biting his forehead. That's fucking awesome. Oh, there goes the rock fucking throwing him, turning the tables, giving him the back chops. Talking shit. Man, wrestling is nothing but JoJo poses. Like, <laughs> there's like the wrestling aspect, but there's also the. Yeah, you have to do the fan The super part. exaggerated yeah. poses and everything, which Hogan does to a T. Oh, yeah. And the rock, the rock does it too. Yeah. What the fuck was that? A choke it like, slam? It looked like a choke a slam. A choke slam rock bottom? Oh, now he's just straight choking him. Man, the rock is dead. He's choking him and he's like, I can't breathe. See, that. That sign right there, that just bring it sign, 
where it had the American flag on it. That was one of my favorite rock shirts of all time. How do you get away with this if he's using a foreign object? Well, it's not. It's not. It's, it was the tape on his uh, on his thing. It just came off, and now you know. And this is in kayfabe. The referee has the discretion to say, "Okay, not I'm not going to disqualify you for that. I'm going to give you a warning." Hell, I've seen matches where dudes have just straight steel chair shot at somebody, and they said, "Okay, hey, don't do that again," and they let the match continue. Hogan's selling those fucking hands. <laughs> Over the top rope. And the Canadians just fucking loving it. I mean, the crowd is now squarely behind Hogan. That you know, it, it shifted from probably 50-50 to now it's probably like 95. You think it's five. part of like the nostalgia that he's fresh oh, from yeah. coming back that people were just like, oh fuck yeah, Hogan's back. This is well, great. Yeah, and, and if you look at a lot of the people that are there, okay, in this arena, they were probably kids the last time Hogan was in this fucking arena and not knowing if they would ever see him come back. Right. Well, I mean, that it was a completely different time. And if you were a kid and didn't get to go to that WrestleMania, you really never did get to cheer Hulk Hogan on in person. So whether he's the good guy or the bad guy, you're going to, you're going to do what you never got to do. And you're going to cheer him. You're going to cheer for him. And that's what the, that's what I think these Canadians are doing, man. Jerry Lawler and his getup, man. It's all oh, flared out. Like, it's all bedazzled. Well, yeah, it's Wrestle. It's his WrestleMania King outfit, okay? And you know what I always love is wrestling. Look he, at the tassels, yeah, dude. man. They're so good. He always wears his wrestling tights and his wrestling boots. Like that's part of his outfit. Like he's wearing that, even though he knows he's probably not going to go in the ring. But you never know. Yeah. Ooh, man, that was a very weird clothesline by Hogan to The Rock. Oh, The Rock literally looks like he just died. I mean, he's. His eyes are all bugging out of his head. And he's fucking <laughs> looks like he's about to have a seizure. I mean, the rock, you know, he, he sells. I mean, he can, I like these see, exchanges, dude. Yes. The, the way that it's like, you can see the desperate. Oh, and then he just, Mike Kyoto got fucked up again for the 18th. You know, in kayfabe, Mike Kyoto must have the most concussions of any fucking referee. <laughs> Him and fucking Earl Hebner. Yeah. Like, they always are getting knocked the fuck out. I mean, literally, he is unconscious right now in kayfabe. He, is, he has been hit so hard that he is out for a very fucking long time. Mm. You would never see a guy get knocked out in the UFC All right, so we down got, this long. Yeah, we just got oh, yeah, a spine buster. spine buster. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Hogan ran into his spine buster. The now spine. they're both laid out in the center of the ring. The spine on the pine, as they call it. So now, yeah. seemingly, anybody can do anything at this anything yeah. at this point because referee's knocked out. We can get dirty. Oh, yeah. There's no rules right now because Mike Kyoto's dead. Oh, that was a very sloppy. Oh, very sloppy. But here goes The Rock going for a sharpshooter. No fucking ref to tap his yep. ass out. And Hogan, I'm sure, is going to be tapping imminently man he's getting there he's crawling he's crawling to the fucking ropes i mean he is oh there he goes he got it but there's no referee to break the hold just like there's no referee to count if he submits so oh yep now he's tapping out the full tap out has begun he's look hogan looks like he's about to cry he, he's selling this pretty good Now The Rock's going to investigate, even though he was staring at the dead referee the entire time. Now he's going to investigate. Yeah. Kicking him. <laughs> Dragging him. Man, just rattling his brain See, around. See, at this point, why don't they just bring out another ref to, or bring out two 
Yeah. So if one ends up, I mean, that's you should get, getting yeah. the shit knocked out of them. You have one other spare one. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Hogan right to the nuts, and the people loved it. Oh shit. Hogan with the rock fucking bottom. Shit, maybe the audience did a heel turn with the... Uh, so, yeah. Well, I, I guess... I mean, how many years is, is this after the Montreal screw job? Well, that was in 1997, and this is what? Five years after the so, fact? Yeah, five, five yeah. years, yeah. They're like, fuck it. We're, we're, we're on the Hogan train now. Yeah, we're all on the Hogan train. We have gone to heel. We have gone heel as well. Full heel. Yeah, they are loving him beating the shit out of the rock with this fucking weightlifting belt. <clears throat> and man, you can hear it too. You can hear the smacks. There you go. Speaking of weird things to do with the belt, you wrap it around your hand and then punch somebody with it. Missed. DDT always looks Ooh, good, man, dude. It does. It is such a fucking good maneuver. I mean, hell, it was it was people's finishers for many fucking years. <clears throat> Rock extra fucking sweaty. Oh, now he's picking up the belt. Eye for an oh, eye. They are booing as fuck. They're ooh, you can hear that. Man, they are booing. See, <laughs> fucking. When Hogan does it, they cheer. Oh, the spits the in the spit, belt. Yeah. That's fucking epic. And then Hogan gets hit so hard that he has to stand straight up. All right. Do you think at this point they did that because they're now they need to catch their breath so they start doing the dirty shit? So. Oh, yeah. So they can kind of... Well, Hogan Hogan's the one that needs the breather, I think. I'm sure he does, too. I'm sure Rock needs it as well. Yeah, probably. Oh, well, oh, here we oh, go. Man. This is classic fucking Hulk Hogan right here. Yeah. He's hulking up. Uh-huh. Rock in disbelief. Oh, shit. Oh, this is so good. This is the fucking you. <laughs> nope. Says, nah, buddy. What you gonna do, brother? Rock spits in the hand. Hogan blocks the it. The spit is, yep. it's plus five attack. Oh, yeah, like, it is. It is. Every time. That's why you gotta do it. Yeah. It's mandatory. It's, 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 a, it's fucking, a fucking damage. Yeah, it's a damage, damage buff. buff. Yeah. And here he goes for the leg, leg drop. drop. Oh, man. That leg drop is just so good. God, you can see it in their faces, man. When when he didn't get the three on that, they were just so sad. Man. I mean, I think that the crowd is the fucking hidden MVP of this fucking For this match, match man. yes. I mean. The exchange of hands, dude. This is like. Oh, yeah. This is what the whole match has been. And then here he goes for another, another one. Oh, drop. missed. And now his right glute has been destroyed <laughs> because the impact yeah. shattered his right glute. Oh, here goes the rock with his fucking rock, rock bottom. bottom. Hogan's still yelling shit just randomly. <laughs> Ooh. Mike Kyoto fucking nursing his wounds. He's like, man, I hope this health insurance covers all this shit. <laughs> Man, he's going to give him a second one. No no counter. Nope. I felt like it was going to happen because uh, it's like Rock got one, got a counter. Yeah. I'm like, Ho- Hogan surely would got would have got one on the second yeah, one. Yeah, you, you would have thought. All right, now we're going for the... P 
people's I think, elbow. I think he fucked up the spot here. He should have had Hogan on the opposite side to face yeah. the camera. So now they switched the cameras on the at ringside because he had Hogan facing the wrong way. Yeah. Well, at least I think so. Right, yeah. And that was That's all how she it wrote. Ended? Yeah, that was how it ended, fucking with three rock bottoms and a people's elbow. That was a little bit of a flat ending. It was. It was. So he he did two rock bottoms and he got. Well, that was the third rock bottom of the match. So oh, yeah, okay. he did two in a row. That was a th- three of of the match. And if you use the video game analogy, you know that's just wearing down their health bar and wearing down their their uh, their head to fucking zero or red, so that you can hit them <laughs> and they won't kick out. Yeah. Man, Brock's first. Or rather, uh, Hogan's first match back, and he sells, or uh, he puts over the Rock. Oh yeah, I mean that. I mean, people say all this shit about Hogan, and he didn't want to do business and all that stuff. But nah, man, he did. He did the shit. You know. I mean, what what benefit would it be to him to win this match yeah, other than none? Bur- really, it basically bury. Well, actually, I don't even know you can bury the Rock at this point. Yeah, I don't think he's he's able to be buried. God, you remember that? The camera flashes that you don't never see those. Oh, anymore, yeah, yeah. Man. That's, That's just not, not a, thing. a thing. Yeah. Man. Can't tell if he's crying or he's just like in fucking breathing <laughs> in pain. I think he's in. in he's brutal, like, oh, God, get me some fucking yeah. aspirin and dialogue. Yeah, give, give me some give goddamn me blood thinner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, physically, physically, Hulk Hogan looks. Uh, extra muscular, extra fucking swole. Look at him; he's all sad. He's got his kind of hand out. He's gonna put his hand out, but he's all sad and fucking. Put it there, brother. That was a hell of a match, brother. Let's be sportsmanlike, brother. Look, that dude's got a Polaroid fucking camera. Man, there goes fucking Hogan sticking his hand out. The Rock's getting confused. He's like, I don't know. Is he gonna spit in it? What's he want to do? You nearly kill you. You nearly killed me yeah. with a semi truck. But yeah, sure. I'll. But you know I'll what? I'll shake hands with you after fighting you, and you're you a good doing sport. and you doing uh, a few cheating things. I've decided that you're you know you're, you're all square. Right. You're an up yeah. and up guy. Yeah, you're you're an upstanding citizen. Hogan still clutching the ribs after that rock <laughs> bo- or that uh, fucking uh, people's elbow man. That's good. I mean, that's it just a, shows you yeah. how strong. The people's elbow is it's that running back and forth. And like, it's when you jump over them, you get that extra boost. And then, but you stop right before you get to them on the second go around. And then you got it doing that foot kick. It like, it summons the power of the gods and they put it all right into the tip of your elbow. And you just shatter fucking bones with the, with the people's elbow. Yeah. At least, at least he's still selling the move. If this was oh, modern yeah. WWE, they'd be like, Oh, you're he'd, fine. he'd be totally fine right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> That'd be funny if he just like pulls out fucking some weights. The Rock went to go pull out some Man, weights. I hope I look as good as fucking oh. Hogan. Uh, okay, here here come uh, the oh, NWO. Yeah. Don't really know why they're fucking. Oh yeah, see how fucking. Oh man, now they're now they're jumping Hogan. So is this simply for the fact that he lost the match that he's not? Yeah, he's not worthy of being part of the NWO. I guess that's what they were going for. Where the fuck did the rock go? 
Uh, here he is. Came back for the save. Yeah, man. The punches. So this punches is, is this before kicks. or after Hall gets his his ass kicked by Stone Cold? I think this is after. How come they didn't fucking kick out Scott Hall for this? Look, <laughs> he yeah. lost his match. Fuck. Yeah, so exactly. now you have a you know little. Yeah, little kumbaya moment. Yeah, that was pretty good. Hey, everybody, we're friends now. We're friends, and we're going to fight the enemies that you were just literally a part of. Yeah. Forgetting the fact that Hulk Hogan cheated during the match with with the low blow. His his belts. Oh, yeah, the the fucking choking him with the fucking tape. God, wrestling's so stupid. It is, but, man, it's, (laughs) it's so good, though. I mean, God damn. Now they're just staring fucking... They're staring down the NWO. And now I think we're about to get to the... Uh, the pose. The pose phase. Yeah. there he goes just continuing to put over the rock i mean pointing at him giving the thumbs up i mean you know yeah. he just get oh, your ass yeah, where you like, can raise yeah. his fist yeah yeah get back in here you get that sweet ass skullet of yours yeah 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 we need, the people need to see the skullet get your ass in here or i'll give you a ddt <laughs> <laughs> Well, they just cut the music. Oh, shit. He's here. He goes. He's going to do his fucking famous. I don't know what that's called. Like, I don't that, know. That There's got to be a name for it. Oh, yep. He's going to all four corners of the ring. Putting his his uh, his cupping his his hand to his ear. Oh, in typical Hogan fashion. He's doing all he's doing all the poses, all the Hogan poses. Oh yeah. <laughs> the repertoire Hogan poses that are available to him. At this point he's face. Oh yeah, e- easily. <laughs> Dude, it's too much at this point. It is. Yeah. And then the Rock doing the imitations of the oh fucking God, of the of the poses. The only, the only, yeah, the only thing better is if Rikishi. Oh my to, God, like, too cool came out. Oh my God, and they all just <laughs> and they start oh, doing their little dance and everything. That'd be fucking sweet. They all put the sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah because see, you know, that's why he does that with the with the hand into the ear, and then whichever side cheers the loudest, they get all the poses. They get like all of them rapid fire. I I love the reward. I love that like he just starts. It's like NPC movement. <laughs> like when you talk to a character yeah. and they start repeating their moves right, yeah. or whatever. So he starts like hulking out <laughs> and then does that. And he's doing yeah, he's yeah. Doing fucking... He's like, and then he goes back around to the the first thing yeah. he did. <laughs> it's just a cycle. Yeah. Oh my god. And he's still selling. He's still selling. They're out of the fucking ring walking back together. Yes. 
And The Rock just asked him, hey, are you okay? And look at him. He's still selling that fucking people's elbow that put him out of commission. He's holding his rib cage. And now they're highlighting them being good buddies. And they're fucking going to ride off into the sunset. The juice is not enough, brother. It's not. It's good, for, it's good for the it's good for the body, but my stamina. <laughs> is, you, is you got me ass. right. You got me right. Yeah. <laughs> right in the diaphragm, brother. <laughs> this rock music yeah. was good too. The the rock theme song, man. This one, this version was good with the, with the drums at the beginning. I never liked the heel version when he was the oh, when it was like, like super slow. The bent, 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 like the assless chaps rock. When we come in Hollywood. and go. Is cooking. Yeah. No bueno. No bueno at all. There was the good hand raise and Hogan saying, just like I said, Shohei Otani was number one. He's saying the rock is number fucking one <laughs> in front of everybody. All right. So that now concludes the match. So what are your thoughts on the match? Like the matchup itself? Um, had you ever seen the match before? Mm, I've seen pieces of but it, but never all the way in all, one go. Never all the way oh, through. So that, this is this is cool. This is this is interesting. Yeah, uh, I think. So we give like we doing numbers or we doing like stars? Uh, I don't know. Or man. no, oh, or just not, not. I think we should. You know, I think we should. I don't even know if we could even rate it though, because well, it would be. A modern rating, though, I guess. Mm. So you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's let's do let's do a modern rating and go. Let's do ten. Let's do ten out of ten or whatever. Because or five out of five. What do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you don't want to just give it a number, we just talk about the positives yeah, and, and, and the the negatives. I don't want to necessarily give it stars because I think everybody fucking does that in Star. wrestling for some negative, reason. They give yeah, it the fucking stars. stars. Um, yeah, negative hundred stars. I think the match. <laughs> is entertaining above all else yes uh the move sets not particularly um extremely limited is what i would probably describe it yeah as. i mean a lot of it is uh exchanges of the hands uh clotheslines holds <sighs> kind of your I, I don't know if you would call it like a standard match but it's 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 just simply the, the fact that you have these two personalities that are bigger than wrestling yeah that are uh putting this moment this particular moment over for what would probably be maybe a little above average maps and maybe a little bit above average match in terms of the technical aspect but in terms of the hype man it's off the charts oh yeah the hype and the allure the lore that's what carried this match and that's what made this match so fucking great it wasn't the wrestling the wrestling itself was probably mediocre at best but it's the lore behind this encounter which makes even the most minimal and basic wrestling maneuver that they're pulling in the ring it makes those 10 times more impactful yeah and there was a lot of uh i mean to knock the points if there was points to knock off is that there was a lot of missed spots. Yeah. Uh, a lot of miscues. Yeah. Miscues. Um, there was Rock going to the corner, and then I I don't know why he was... He threw up the boot, 
And it ended up in the midsection, but I don't know what he was expecting. Because it was supposed to be... I don't know if The Rock was supposed to take a boot to the face, but that's not what ended up happening. Uh, sweep, like when he swept the legs or picked up the legs and oh. he just kind of collapsed on his back. And it, yeah, it, just, it didn't look natural. No. Um, but there was like a lot of those little moments where you could kind of knock. Or, and then there was like the exchange of the hands where the where I think Hogan was expecting a third slap. And then it turns out he was going for the clothesline. <laughs> yeah. Immediate, like immediately after the second one. And there was just kind of like a weird pause in between. But like I said, overall, it's just simply that these are two, probably the two or rather amongst the biggest stars in the company at this point, having a, uh, you know, a dream match. Oh, yeah. I, 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 overall, I think it delivered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, instead of doing stars or numbers, why don't we simply ask this question? Am I sports entertained? Yes. Were you sports entertained? <laughs> I was sports entertained. I was highly fucking sports entertained. Yeah. It, okay. So <laughs> bonus points is uh, much like Godzilla minus one, which you should all see if you oh, haven't yeah, already. Definitely. It's probably, I think it's probably going to get a re release in black and white. But sweet. Hopefully uh, with NWO music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one thing that was great in the Godzilla minus one movie is selling the moment of the heat ray that Godzilla has. Right. There was no music. There's nothing like that. And I think in some instances when they are staring each other down, the ambience like the, that's that the, the palpable hype yeah. from the crowd really adds to the moment. And they I don't I, I wasn't I didn't get to make a mental note if Jerry Lawler and. uh jim ross or are making commentary but at least they they make the moment breathable and it's not something that they have to dub over and just let it be right so again just those type of moments the the ambience is is uh is where the match gets bonus points oh yeah i i, I agree 100 i think that the you know as i said the lore was the draw here this was an iconic match. It wasn't an iconic match because of the wrestling. It wasn't an iconic match because of, you know, any other reason other than the two participants themselves. themselves. Which, really, when you have that equation, you really don't need to worry about whether or not the match or the wrestling is going to be good because every move mm-hmm. was heightened. Every... Every punch was the weight of it was more than any other match on this fucking WrestleMania card. The weight of each punch, even though it's the same punch, was still fucking hit harder and fucking faster because of the two behemoths and the two juggernauts that are in the ring throwing them. And that's the Rock and you know Hogan. And so. you got to see Hulk Hogan, Hulk out. Yeah, that was for old time's sake. Yeah. There was a big nostalgia factor there, and I think that's a lot again what they were kind of going for. And I don't know what their plans for Hogan were at this point, but now they're like, oh, we got to do something with this dude for sure. And then that's what they ended up doing. Like the next month, they ended up putting the belt on him. You know, he got he got the undisputed title. So, you know, fucking pretty great. It was pretty. I was fucking highly sports entertained. Sports entertained. Um, I don't really know what our next feud is going to be, 
but yeah, I'm not sure either. We should start looking into uh, promos that we're going <coughs> to uh, look into for the future. Yeah. So that, I mean, shit, I didn't, I didn't know this was going to carry into well over an hour. So maybe, maybe the promo thing, I don't know how that's going to work. Maybe out that can just be okay. Instead of maybe just being a segment attached and a dent uh, like attached to the end of this, maybe we can just make a, its own episode. It might have to be. I mean, we'll the, just do, and we, and maybe they don't need to be an hour fucking long episode. Maybe they're just 30 minutes. The promo ones, we'll just call them the promo specials where we're just going to take and analyze promos as they're done. We'll, we'll watch them live on the things so people can watch them with us. And then we can pause it at our leisure and talk about each line, the way it was delivered. You know, I mean, there's so much, there's so much analytics we can do on this. So yeah, I think that's probably how we should do it. Then the promo episodes will be kind of their own standalone little things. And they'll just talk about promos and those will be in in addition to the feuds or matches. Right. Those will be supplementary to the feuds and the matches. And then even if we, you know, don't have any wrestling news like this week, really that, well, we had something to talk about, but even if we have a week where there's nothing that jack shit happens, yeah, we could just do, you know, talk about a match or a fucking promo. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you all were sports, sports entertained. entertained. If I butchered the <laughs> the timeline for the feud towards the end. I mean, I, I just it's hard to not turn that into a chore list. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe I should have just pitched it off to you to, <laughs> to, to give it a little more color. Yeah. But uh, overall, this was a pretty cool idea for. For an episode to just yeah, go definitely. over the entire story arc for a feud and i mean this is this was a cool way to start it off hopefully we can find more uh shit i don't, I don't mean do you have any and ideas? technically this was a great way to start off 2024 because this is this will be the this is the first episode of 2024 okay um because this is the first episode of anything that we're doing in 2024. So what a hell of a way mm. to start off with an experimental fucking episode and for it to turn out so fucking well. Yeah. What do you, do you have any feuds that you're thinking about in particular? Yes. I, I, I said earlier, I would like to do Dudley boys, edge and Christian Hardy boys, the two TLC, TLC one and TLC two. And maybe I don't, I mean, I don't know if TLC one and I think those each might need to have their own fucking episode because I don't think you could do them both. <laughs> I don't think you can. It, I think it'd be like a four hour fucking episode. Yeah, I think we could all just uh, mm. geek out over oh. fucking Swanton bombs. Oh over man, it's Swanton Lad- bombs and spears off the ladders <laughs> and fucking three Ds into tables. Oh my god, it's fucking great. Oh my god, tables, ladders, chairs. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> oh Fuck, yes, man. yes. Oh dude, so great. Uh, so, anyways. Yeah, that's so stay tuned in the future. Big things continuing for the Game Rage Wrestling podcast. Oh man, I'm I'm clutching my fist. I'm like, hooking up right now, yeah, just dude. doing it, man. Yeah. I'm just I'm 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 ready, up. man. I'm amped. Oh, so am I. This is gonna be so great. So, anyways, if you've uh listened to us ramble this here at the end thus far, hey, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Um you guys know what the fuck to do. You fucking go, you check out all the bullshit. If you don't, whatever. Also, you know, for those of you, not not wrestling related, but if you're a, a fan of Game Rage Magazine's highest selling artist, musical musical act, you can stay tuned for the new Millennial Frog album, Based in Space Pill, will be dropping 
in just a few short weeks here in in January. So if you if you'd be so kind as to go and stream it on your streaming app of choice, the Frogaholics, the Frogaholics, the, the many, the MFers, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, all right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will definitely catch you on the next one, brother. That was another wonderful, amazing, powerful episode of the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. And take it from me, ladies and gentlemen, the natural lad, Jet Swag. If there's one podcast, one show you should be listening to that you should be absolutely grateful for, it's the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. And one of the things you can do to show your appreciation for all the hard work and dedication that these boys put out day in, day out, just for you people. It's that you can go and you can subscribe and you can like and follow them on the Instagram and the TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. You can also follow them and like them and subscribe to them on the old Twitter, which I don't know what it's called now, but who cares? It's at Game Rage Mag there. Additionally, if you feel the need to really show your appreciation, which you should, then go to their website at www.gameragemagazine.com and show us some love. Show them some love and show some love for the natural lad, Jet Swag.